0: Rambam Mishneh Torah, Hilchos Shavuos, the laws of oaths, Pedek chapter 4. Now, like every other law in the Torah, there is also much technical definition to the laws of oaths. And here comes some interesting technical definition. Mish Aleph, mish Nishba, if somebody took an oath, Klum, that he will not eat anything today. He said, I swear I will not eat a thing today. Vyachal, and in the end he ate, but what he ate was Pachas Mikazayis, less than an olive's worth, less than an olive sized portion of food. The definition we give here, 0.97 of an ounce, almost an ounce. He ate less than that. Potter, he is not liable. She'ein achila because I is because technically, eating, by Torah law, means the volume of an olive. Being that he ate less than that, it's not considered eating. This would be parallel, similar, to somebody who eats half the volume of an animal that died on its own, which is non-kosher, or an animal that couldn't live on its own, which is non-kosher. He eats less than an olive's size. It's forbidden, but he's not liable for the punishment. And anything similar. Because the key here is the key word, as we say, is he said he will not eat anything today. He used the word eat anything, eat in general. What is eat anything, eat in general? It's at least a volume of an olive. That's a Torah definition. So if he ate less, he's not liable, culpable. However, if he said, Shvu I swear," he says, I will not eat this." and he points at a small piece, much less than an olive size, but he, his oath was for this. and he ate liable he's culpable because he swore he wouldn 't eat this, and he ate this. The fact that this is smaller than an olive means nothing. Because he didn't say, eat something, he said, eat this. Furthermore, even if the object for which he took an oath was a tiny little mustard seed. And that's an example that Halacha uses when it wants to describe something really tiny. Or less than one mustard seed. When he says this, and he eats this, he violated his oath. Two, nishba Klum. What if the oath is a little bit different, on a different track? He takes an oath that he won't taste anything. Now, you've observed, I'm sure, that the key word changed from eat to taste. Aha, taste. The ochel calls and he tasted a little tiny bit, chayab is culpable. because tasting is not eating. Eating is defined by halacha as at least an olive size or an olive's worth. Tasting doesn't mean any particular minimum volume. A tiny taste is a taste. So here we see the technical applications of oaths, which is a serious Torah law violation could result in all the stuff we said earlier lashes under certain circumstances, sacrifice under certain circumstances. This is very serious. We need to define where yes and where no. Gimel, now another scenario, is eating, eating? Or is eating, eating and drinking? Me Nishba, somebody swore, that he will not eat today. And he didn't. But Bishosa, he drank. Chayav, he is liable, he's culpable. Because, Halacha says, drinking is part of the general term of eating. Which means, when the person makes a general statement, I will not eat today, it includes drinking. So, let's take it a step further. If he ate and drank, Did he violate his oath once or twice? And that's a big issue in halacha, because if he violated his oath twice, in a case where lashes can be applied, he can get double lashes, double trouble. In this case where he took an oath that he will not eat today, and he ate and drank, he only is culpable, liable for one set of lashes. Because his oath was, he won't eat today, and eating and drinking is the same violation. That is, if it was wanton and intentional, a chattos achas, or one sin offering, if it was unintentional. Now comes a similar situation, but quite different. What if he swore? That he wouldn't drink anything today does that include food the answer is no drinking is drinking eating is eating and drinking drinking is drinking <laughs> because although drinking is part of eating eating is not part of drinking <laughs> eating is not part of drinking now the question is volume The how much should he drink that he would be liable nearly it appears to me says so the rambam and whenever the rambam says appears to me this is his interpretation he's not quoting it from anywhere is that even here you would need to have the minimum volume where in general you violate a torah law or you perform a torah law and that is a revius a quarter of a measurement of hin which is 2.91 ounces according to the interpretation we've been using here in this class. Kisharo, he sued him like all other prohibitions. Hey, Shvuashalayechalayim. What if he makes an oath that he will not eat today? That's a pretty general statement. I make an oath, he says, that I will not eat today. V'ochal, and boy, did he eat. <laughs> he ate and he ate and he ate. He had a sandwich and he had a knish and he had a hot dog, and he had a hamburger, and french fries. V'yachalminen Harbe ate a lot of different species. So the question is, how many times did he violate his oath? He took an oath that he wouldn't drink today, Harbe, and he drank Coke, and, and Sprite, and Snapple, and wine, and all kinds of stuff. The answer is, for both oaths, I won't eat and I won't drink. And he ate all kinds of stuff and drank all kinds of stuff. There's only one violation. Even if he said, Even if he said, I take an oath that I won't eat today, meat and bread and veggies or beans. And he ate meat and he ate bread And he ate beans. He's only liable for one. Furthermore, we'll go a step further. We learned earlier that there has to be the volume of an olive. A little meat and a little bread and a little beans can all combine to the same olive. So it's an all-inclusive statement now the story changes he takes an oath he says i swear i will not eat and drink now the question is why did he say and drink we just said that the normal human condition is if he says i eat i won't eat he means also not to drink he specified it and then he ate and drink he ate and drank, he's liable for two violations, because we learned earlier that drinking is part of eating. And being that he specified and said, and I will not drink, revealed his mind, his thought process, that he did not include drinking, as part of the eating statement, to prove it, because he specified drinking separately. In that case, it's a separate oath. So therefore, what happens is it's as if he swore independently for this, for eating, independently for drinking. And therefore, is liable twice. So where lashes applies, there's two sets of lashes, where a sacrifice applies, there's two sacrifices and so on. Similarly speaking, when somebody says shua, I take an oath, echel Paschitin, that I will not eat bread made out of wheat. U pas seif, nor will I eat bread made out of barley. U pas kusmin, Nor will I eat bread made out of buckwheat. Another grain. And he ate all three. He ate bread made out of wheat, made out of barley, and made out of buckwheat. He had a lot of bread, a lot of carbs. He is culpable and liable for each individual one. He now violated not one oath, but three oaths. Shalayomar pas, upas, upas. Because we say that the only reason he said bread of, bread of, bread of. Instead of saying, I take an oath, I will not eat bread of wheat, of barley and buckwheat. But he said, bread of wheat, bread of barley, bread of buckwheat. Because he wanted to separate them into separate oaths. To be liable, I'll kolachas for each one. Here he describes a scenario. Somebody has a friend who's nudging him. He's driving him crazy. Come eat by me come come to my house the omar lay and he said to him repeatedly bay come oshay me and drink with me and wine bakhlab and milk kudrash and honey and milk and honey the omar he finally got so fed up he said shboo i take an oath shayni shay i will not drink in your house Yayin not wine, theva not milk, Kusha, not honey. And then Bsa he drank wine, he drank milk and he drank honey. or he said, "I won't drink, period, not say, in your house." Or he said, "I won't drink wine, milk or honey finished." And then he drinks wine and milk and honey. These are three violations. because he could have said. Shvua Shani Klum, or perhaps he should have said, I take an oath that I'm not drinking anything. I'm not drinking what you said. That's one statement. But being that he himself repeated and specified details, he revealed his thought process. That he made himself culpable, liable, with an oath, I'll call Minomin. Or Alcallin Vommin every species, milk, wine and honey, befnayats independently. Therefore, one goes with the other. If they are three independent violations, then the three cannot combine into a rebius, into a minimum measure he's not liable until he eats the minimum volume of each one or drinks being that they are separated when it comes to a sin offering what would be a parallel like we learned earlier the forbidden fat of an animal and the forbidden blood of an animal you can't combine fat and blood to meet the minimum volume As we explained earlier in the Laws of Forbidden Foods, that fat is fat and blood is blood, and they're two separate realities which have to be dealt with separately. Tess, now comes another technical challenge. What if he said, shvuah, I take an oath, that I will not eat this loaf. He's pointing to a loaf of bread. He takes an oath and he says, I swear I will not eat this loaf or He said, I swear I will not eat it. Pointing to the loaf. This. As soon as he ate an olive's worth, the volume of an olive from this loaf, he's liable. Why? Because here's the question. When he took an oath saying, I swear I will not eat this loaf, or when he took an oath saying, I swear I will not eat this, did he mean the whole loaf? The answer is no, he meant normal eating. Minimum normal eating is an olive's worth, a lot less than a whole loaf. He's already liable. However, if he says, I take an oath that I will not eat it, that word in Hebrew, it's incorporates the whole loaf, if he says, I take an oath, I won't eat this loaf. I take an oath that I won't eat it. And he did. So, did he violate two oaths, or did he violate one oath? He only violated one. Because when he said, I take an oath that I will not eat this loaf. And then he said, I will take an oath I will not eat this. It refers to the same thing. So it's not two separate violations. U ten similarly speaking, Imam. If said, Shwu, I take an oath, hayeim, that I will not eat today," and then he took a separate oath, swearing that he would not eat this loaf, and he ate it kula, the whole thing. He said, "I can't believe I ate the whole thing." i on that day, so he violated two oaths. One is he took an oath he won't eat today. The other is, he took an oath, he won't eat this loaf. How many violations does he have? says the Rambam is that he only has one. Similarly speaking, the same applies to any parallel scenario. Why? Why did he not violate two oaths? The answer is, very important rule, shvua Khola al because one oath cannot fall upon another oath. Being that he already said he will not eat today, then this item is forbidden to him by Torah. You can't take an oath on an item forbidden to you by Torah. So the second oath is meaningless. (laughs) If he swore that he won't eat the whole loaf, and then he took a second oath that he won't eat anything or he won't eat this loaf, meaning a piece of it, he ate the whole thing, here he's culpable twice, why? because these are two separate oaths that have separate definition, one on top of the other, And here he explains. Because the first time he swore that he won't eat it, he's not culpable until he eats it, the whole thing. So there the only oath that he made applies to consuming the whole loaf. When he swore the second time that he wouldn't eat any of it or that he wouldn't eat any part of it even a kazai He's already liable when he eats a kazayas. So there's a new prohibition. Because the first prohibition was only when he eats the whole thing. It's only when he eats the whole thing that he'll violate the first oath. The second oath he violates when he eats even a kazayas. Similarly speaking, if he takes an oath, that he won't eat figs he takes a second oath and he says I won't eat figs and grapes again first oath is I won't eat figs second oath is I won't eat figs and grapes when he eats figs he violated two oaths why why would the second oath even apply the figs are already prohibited to him. Because when he made the second oath, and he says, I swear I will not eat figs and grapes, there's something new here. What's the new? The grapes. Because the grapes are new, the figs sneak in. Being at the second oath. Can apply to the grapes because it's new, it also applies to the figs, even though he already has an oath on the figs, because the oath is figs and grapes. It's not an oath that is forbidden to him by Torah, because by Torah, he's permitted grapes at that point in time. He now is liable for the violation of two oaths when he eats the figs. As we explained in great length in the laws of prohibited foods, we explained the principle of Ein Isur, Chal al Isur, that one prohibition cannot ever come on top of the other prohibition, with the exception of certain scenarios. One of those scenarios was Isur, Kaelel, a prohibition which includes other issues. In this particular case, the second oath includes a new issue, and that is grapes. That's why they call them the grapes of wrath. Another interesting scenario. If somebody takes an oath, he points to a particular thing, whatever it is, is—raisinettes. Uh, <laughs> pick your, your, your subject. He points to a particular food, and he says, I swear, I will not eat eight of these. Why he did that exactly, we don't know. But he said, I swear I will not eat eight. E-I-G-H-T. Then he took a separate oath. And he says, I swear I will not eat nine. Then he took a third oath. I swear I will not eat ten. So now, So now, Whether he ate only eight or nine, or ten, he only violated one. Because eight, nine, ten, it's all one violation. But, if it goes the other way, if he said, I take an oath, I'm not going to eat ten. So that applies only when he eats ten. Then he takes a new oath. I took an oath that I will not eat nine. Meaning, up to this time, you could eat nine. And now you cannot eat nine. Up to this time, the oath was only on ten. Now you take a new oath. I can't even eat nine raisinets. Or nine grapes. And then he takes a third oath. I won't eat eight. If he ate then, he violated the ten oath, the nine oath, and the eight oath. Whereas last time around, the oath couldn't take hold. <laughs> For each oath, one violation. Similarly speaking, if he ate nine, so he violated two oaths, the nine and the eight. <laughs> he violated two. <laughs> if he ate eight, he violated one oath, the eighth oath. He didn't violate the nine and the ten because he didn't eat nine or ten. Another scenario, He took an oath and he says, I will not eat figs. And then he took another oath that he will not eat and he gave a list. Figs and dates together. And then he inadvertently forgot. And he ate figs, and he says, "Oh my God!" Whereas the kids say today, "OMG, I ate figs!" And he sets aside a sacrifice. The carbon, because that's the halacha. When you <coughs> inadvertently violate a shwas of this nature, shwas bitui, you have a sacrifice. And then he made another error and he ate grapes. If he eats only a little bit of grapes, he's not culpable for the grapes. Because his oath was, I will not eat grapes and figs. And for the figs he already set aside the sacrifice. So, in order for him to violate the oath that he won't eat grapes and figs, he must eat figs again. Because they're half the amount. Because, again, here the amount was in types, in species, grapes and figs. There's never a sacrifice applicable for half the volume, or half the amount. 12, 15. Bchein hanishba. So also, if somebody swears, shalei echal eser, he won't eat ten of something. and then he swears again, a second oath, that he won't eat ten plus nine, which seems to connotate nineteen. eser, and he ate ten. and he set aside a sacrifice. And again, inadvertently, he ate nine. So, how many did he eat altogether? Nineteen. But he took care of the ten already. The nine is only one part of the nineteen. And again, how did he say nineteen? Ten plus nine. So, he ate the nine, but the ten he didn't eat anew. I He ate it earlier? He already set aside a sacrifice. There isn't a second sacrifice for the Nine, because there's never a sacrifice for half the amount. Of course, the second oath is nine plus tezayin ten. Sixteen. If he takes an oath, he has two loaves sitting in front of him. One is a big loaf, and the other is a little loaf. He takes a note. He says, I swear I will not eat this big loaf if I eat the small loaf. And then he forgets. Tonight had at this condition. When he ate the small one, he didn't even remember that eating this small one kicks in his oath not to eat the big one. Remember, that was his condition. I will not eat the big one if I ate the small one. So he ate the small one. This act of eating the small one kicks it in. And then he intentionally goes and eats the large loaf. Chayab here is culpable. Because the fact that he didn't remember when he ate the small loaf doesn't matter, because this was a condition. When he ate the big loaf, he didn't know he was violating. Yudzain Akhla Sakhtana, what if he ate the small one, And he remembered the condition, he knew it would prohibit him eating the large one, and then, when it came to eating the large one, he forgot. He ate the large one, and he forgot that a prohibition kicked in. Potter, now he's exempt, because his commission of the transgression was inadvertent. If he ate both of them inadvertent, is exempt. Staying amazed both of them intentionally. Whether he ate the big one first or second, Chayev is culpable because when they're both intentional, what was his oath? I swear, he said, "I will not eat this if I will eat this," and he ate both. So also, if he made them dependent upon one another. And his verbiage of the oath said, achas mehem." I swear I will not eat one of them, if I eat the other. He forgot the condition, and he ate one of them. But again, we're not concerned with that, because it was only a condition, and whether he knew what he was doing or not, the fact is he ate it. And then wantonly and intentionally he consumes the second. He's culpable, as said before. You test What if he ate the first one wantonly and intentionally and the second one inadvertently? Potter. Then he's exempt. He's not liable. Because the act of violation was the second one. but if they're both intentional, Chayab is culpable. here's an interesting law. I mean they're all interesting, but this one I found particularly interesting. If he says, I take an oath that I will eat this loaf today. And then the day passed. And it's tomorrow. He didn't eat it. That's what you call a false oath. He took an oath that he's going to eat this loaf today, and now the day is gone. If it's inadvertent, maybe He brings a sliding scale sacrifice. As mentioned earlier for the violation of Yeshua's bitui. That was the first category of oath. In chapter 1. Bemezid, however, and here is the interesting part. If he ate this... I'm sorry. If he did not eat the loaf that he swore to eat. Intentionally. What happens when somebody intentionally violates a loaf and he's warned? There could be lashes... There cannot be lashes here. As they say in France, Pourquoi? Why? Because he didn't do anything. He didn't do any act. And the rule is, you don't give lashes for a violation that doesn't have an act. What did he do here? He abstained. The oath was, I will eat, and he didn't eat. What, are you going to lash him for not eating even though let's call a spade a spade he violated an oath, he he made a false oath he swore he was going to eat this loaf today today passed, he was warned, he knew it he saw it, but you can't give lashes for not acting, in that case a very big question comes in and again these chapters are very this is like a chess game, logical. In that case, why would he be deserving under certain circumstances of lashes? In Nishba Sha'ochal, if he swore that he ate, remember we learned that Shvuas Bitui breaks up into four categories. The very beginning of this, of chapter one, category one: I did and I didn't. Category two, I will, or category one, I did. Category two, I didn't. Eat, throw, do. Category three, I will. Category four, I won't. So yes, no, past, future. That's the four. Why did we learn that lashes could apply in Nishba if he swore that he ate? He swore, he ate the loaf. The then it comes out that he didn 't eat. We say he gets lashes here again aren't you giving lashes for not doing something or he takes an oath saying he didn't eat he ate the even though he didn 't do anything, the answer is here the act was taking the oath because the oath was after the deed from the time of his oath he swore falsely because he was swearing about something in the past therefore the oath was the act of transgression swears. swears he will do and in the end he doesn't do the oath was a kosher oath because he might have done at the time of the oath the closing paragraph of our chapter what if somebody makes a statement to his bud to his buddy and he says I swear I won't eat of anything that is yours or i won't eat the guy was nudging him to come eat by him come eat by me come eat by me come eat by me come to the door. and he kept refusing and finally got so fed up he swore and he said i swear i won't eat by you or in other language he said i will not but or, or, it's a double negative which means a pot, which means i'm not going to eat by you all of these make it prohibited because he swore he's not going to eat by him and if he said any of the above language which is language of frustration positive double negative and then he went and ate he said all of them he said it six times the violation is only one because he said he wouldn't and he did End of chapter 4.